Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not safe for work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our rope, and we'd like to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast. The first thing I want to do is thank all of the Patreon patrons who support Teacher Needs a Drink. Yes, for only $5 a month, you can join our Patreon and you can get access to almost a hundred exclusive episodes and content that is only available through our Patreon. In fact, today's episode is extra special because it premiered on the Patreon. It's The Ballad of Care Bear. We've talked about in the past. It's an amazing episode. I'll go into more of it detail later, but the thing is, I got swamped this week and I have not had enough time to edit the podcast we actually recorded. And so I'm putting this one out. I'll be putting the one we did record out next week. Everything will be groovy and amazing. But first, I want to thank all all the patrons who support us. Here we go. Big thank you to Miss Wonderstats, Quentin P, Ekabex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S, Misanthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Kel C, Nicole B, Shannon E, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie S, Maggie M, Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, Hattie F, James Nally J, Jody D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Jen Genie, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K, Kim K, Jessica A, Swivel Ev Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M, William P, Aldrich T, La Scorpionita, Britt M, Noel R, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Marsha M, Christina B, Kristen B, Jason F, Amber H, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Red Violin, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Space Panties, Irma A, Nimi, and Sarah N. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast we love you and it makes it easy because this is technically episode 153 and we wouldn't really have kept going that much longer if we didn't have your support so thank you guys so much all right enjoy this episode it's an exclusive and really it's out because i just had too much work and i couldn't edit the new one but i love you guys you deserve it enjoy this special episode wait wait I didn't say anything about Ludlam Dramatic. If you are a theater teacher or you know one in your building, send them to Ludlam Dramatics. If you go there, you can get the sole source of educational theater classroom posters, posters that cover exclusively theater topics. You can't find these anywhere else in the U.S. I mean, you can find them in a couple companies, but guess what? They're made by Ludlam Dramatics. So they sponsor us, they support us, and we love them. Please show them some love, too, if you can. All right, my friends, please take care. There's no message at the end of this podcast, because like I said, this is an extra long episode. And so um, I hope you enjoy it. Cheers, everyone. Enjoy episode 153, a special The Ballad of Care Bear. Kisses. Hello, patrons. Welcome to a special edition of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. Today, I am joined by, well, four of my friends, but three of them you've known before, and I'm going to introduce them. So today I'm joined by Miss Mama Chicken. Hey, guys. And also on the panel today, we have Count Chocolate. Chocolate is definitely the answer. Greetings, all. And also with us today, Miss Bunny O'Hare. Hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. Hey, and so this is a special patron episode for... It's August. It's still August, right? Yeah, it's August. My God, I'm scared it's September. I'm already looking at planning stuff in October and November, <laughs> and so... It's freaking me out a little bit thinking it's only August, but I'm glad. I'm glad because I, I still got a ton of shit to do. 
But we're all gathered here today for one of our special patrons. She's been with us for a while. She's been a very social patron. We used to play games together when we were doing Among Us back during pandemic. I know she's done several of the watch parties. We've chatted on Patreon or Patreon. Yeah, we have chatted on Patreon a few times as well as in the Facebook group. But I'd like to introduce everyone to Miss Care Bear. Hello. Woohoo! We're so excited to have Care Bear here. And today we're kind of be we're gonna get to hear Miss Care Bear share some of her stories. We're gonna ask her some questions. We're gonna share some of our own little anecdotes as we go through it. And it should be a fun little, you know, I don't know, fun. It should be an interesting, fun little chat. So I'm really (laughs) excited about talking with all of you guys and hearing about this. But uh, this is just mainly for the patrons. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and loving us and helping create this great community. I've said it before that I feel bad because I'll get caught up in my own life and work and I won't go to the Facebook group that often and I'll go peek in and it's still thriving. Everyone's just doing a great job. There's no assholes in there. Everyone seems to just chat and go on and be very supportive and loving. And so thank you guys for keeping that up. And we barely have to moderate it other than just keeping some of the loonies out. So I love all of you guys so much, but now it's time for the Care Bear Share. (laughs) So this started, like I've chatted with Care Bear a few times over the last two years. I think you've been a patron for about two years now. If I mean, if we were doing Among Us during the pandemic, that's definitely two years ago. That was early times. Um. But you've had some interesting things, but before we go into your interesting story, uh, my host, I want you guys to know, you. I asked if there's anyone else you would like to have to host or to chat with today. It's mostly so also I don't have to do all the heavy lifting because my brain's kind of tired. And all three of you were the ones she specifically requested. Oh, maybe Mama Chicken or Count or Bunny. I would love for them. And all three of you stepped up. So thank you guys for taking <laughs> off your off time to be here. I too. Like, we love you, Care Bear. Like we do love you, Care Bear. Yeah, I one hundred percent love Care Bear now. Like she's she's creeping up there to the top of the, the oh, uh, list. She's up there, man. It's, yeah. Woo. I'm gonna <laughs> warn space panties about you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make Uh-oh. me blush, y'all. <laughs> Second only to Mama Chicken, right, Count? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> y'all know I'm afraid of one host, so I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't say who's at the top. <laughs> no, we, we would never you're, rank you're up there. hosts. You're up there. Never, yeah. ever rank hosts. Ever, ever, ever. I love all of you guys equally. That's why I have you on here. There's love. But now it's time for the Care Bear Share! <laughs> And so, Care Bear, before we get into some of these interesting things, well, I'll tell everyone a patron. Uh, about three weeks ago, right before school started, Care Bear sent me through Patreon a list of just some interesting things she's experienced over the last few years that she didn't feel comfortable sharing before because she was still at that school. But she's no longer at that school. And before we start hearing some of these adventures that she's had... Miss um, Care Bear, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you end up being a teacher? And how long have you been teaching? What's going on with you? Yeah. Um, so this is my 14th year in education. I started as a special ed teacher. And then my mom uh, nagged me, uh, I should say encouraged me for three years to get my master's. And she wanted me to do literacy. And I was like, I don't want to get a degree and make kids read who hate reading. So I'd rather do something that I love. And so after participating in this tutoring, after school tutoring thing, and I you know, wasn't getting paid, but I loved it, 
four of my students in my class were in the tutoring program. And so I got to see a different side of them. And so I got to see what they were like outside of school and really build those relationships. And I thought, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to be a counselor. And so I put all my eggs in one basket and applied to a four-year school in state. And it was, I at first got a no, like you're on the waiting list. And then at the very last minute, um, I got in. And so I left teaching for about two and a half years and then clawed my way back into the system. Um, and so I've been a school counselor since 2012. Um, and I thought I wanted middle school cause I started as a special ed teacher in middle school, but then I got a job at a, as a high school counselor and I thought, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I loved it. And I like hopped out of bed every morning, my first year and, you know, count those as well as I do like there are some huge highs and then and you know my husband looks at me like I'll get the wine it's no problem like (laughs) we'll take care of it um (laughs) and so um this last job so I'm now at an elementary school oh wonderful Um, and it's you know I never thought I would I would do that um, cause I tried one year of the ankle biters and like, I'm never going back there again. Um, but things that happened at the school and I'll, you know, that's one of the stories we have. Um, I was like, well, I'll, you know, what's the harm in applying, you know, what, what could po- possibly go wrong? I would get an interview, you know? And so I didn't even apply to this elementary school that I got the job at. Um, I had put my application in this big website and they, this principal found my application saw that I had 10 years of experience as a school counselor, even though it's not elementary, and she wanted to interview me. And I thought I had completely flubbed the interview. They asked me to do a uh, example classroom guidance lesson for kindergarten on the, on the interview. And I like my mind practically went blank. I'm like, okay, well, no writing. They have to be moving. And I would just say statements if you agree or disagree. And we'd put agree on one side of the room and disagree on the other. And you know, we'd go through other statements of a counselor and then I'd go through what I serve and I guess they liked it. And <laughs> I thought I had completely messed up that interview, but I was offered the job two days later. And my friend that I work with, uh, worked with at my old school, she's like, it wouldn't hurt you to go to elementary because then you would be able to learn new skills, expand yourself as a school counselor. You'd be able to keep K through 12 on your licensure because she ran the risk of she had been in elementary for nine years and they were going to change her licensure so that she would only be elementary. And so she's like, this may not be such a bad idea for you to go to elementary. And then you can be more creative and, you know, you have a better shot at getting national boards because you're expected to go in the classrooms and teach. This could be a great, you know, opportunity for you. Um, And so that's where I'm at right now. That's awesome. So you're elementary now, right? Yes. That, that yes. wasn't the, the bad school, the bad place. No, no the, no. the school that I came from was high school. Okay. Yes. Well, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I miss love... my high school kids. So, I mean, I like, I still have my Instagram. Like I have a, uh, I guess, high school counselor Instagram that I still have up. And I've gotten a few messages like, hey, I'm applying to colleges. What's, what's your advice? Which is fine. Like I w- wanted them to stay in touch with me. But 
that was the hardest part was leaving the kids. Oh, well, I have to say, I I've been doing elementary school for a while, and while it takes a different skill set and it takes a different level of compassion, not or just different kinds of compassion, I, I like the smaller bodies, smaller problems. Like the, I feel like I can help solve some of the problems that are yes. that elementary school kids are struggling with with. Like high schoolers, I'm like, wow, that that's a big one. Um, yeah, you need your parents and a therapist <laughs> and whoever your religion of choice is to get involved and whatever else. So, kudos to you. I'm really proud for making the job the Thank jump. You. But let's uh, let's back to uh, the crazy school. So, <laughs> tell me if I need to bleep this. But you were working in a charter school before. I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where the issues are. Were you at this charter school for these ten years before you were elementary? No, so. No, so I was only there for three years. And so prior to my, my charter school experience, I was at a traditional district high school for seven years. So when I tried to move, uh, when we moved, uh, this particular district that I'm in uh, currently right now, because I returned back to the traditional district, is like Fort Knox to try to get into. So when we moved, when we attempted to move to the city that we're in, no one was taking any of my interviews in January of 2019. Like I even got like two pity interviews. It was, it was humiliating. You know, you could just kind of tell that they're just not, the interviewer's not really in it. And they just kind of threw me a bone because a you know, networking person of theirs was like, you know, she's worth an interview, but they were just like, yeah, we're just, anyway, it, it was ugh, the worst one was I drove two hours and, it just felt like a pity interview. It was awful. Oh, that sucks. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> so upset. So this charter school truly was an answer to prayer because they started in July. I'd get paid all 12 months. I wouldn't have to save anything for summer. Um, I mean, there are so many positive things about the school. Like they, they truly give bonuses. I've never been given a bonus in my what? entire career in education. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So yeah, I like after I did my first round of registration, uh, they gave me this big check and I'm looking at them like, so what exactly did you sign me up for? And you're paying me for now? <laughs> like, what is this check for? Like, oh no, that's your bonus. I said, I'm sorry, my what? And so, and then when we went through COVID and they didn't, you know, use the building or they didn't have any of the utilities they had to pay, they gave us another check because they saved all that money and didn't have to use any of it because no one was allowed in the building. That's crazy. Uh, it's insane. It, and they're also, uh, I mean, I would get like free pullovers and free um, swag from the school and, you know, all the other um current employees are like oh it's just a sweatshirt i'm like what this is great <laughs> free clothes this is fantastic why are you guys so upset um like i sat um i was in a mtss meeting and they were complaining that the school walls were not stimulating enough and i had just this look of disgust on my face and they're like what's wrong with you and i go well let's see there's no rats in here there's no silverfish in my cabinet um Every painting and picture in my office is crooked. Do you know why? Because I'm not in cinder block. And I don't have cinder block to help me measure how to hang up all my stuff. And I said, you have beautiful walls. You have carpet. You have stone within the building. You guys get unlimited coffees. You get free coffee in the in the break room. Um, you get two-hour grace periods, so you don't have to use your, your sick leave. 
Like you can use that once a month and I'm going and you can wear jeans every single week. Um, I'm having a really hard time understanding why this school is not stimulating enough. <laughs> and I just, it, there are so many things to be thankful for, you know, at the school. And there are many teachers that just don't get it. They don't understand how bad it could be. And yeah. I just, um, I was, Anyway, it, it just kind of blew my mind. I'm like, okay, if it's not stimulating now, we'll put the art teacher and paint some murals. And that's what they ended up doing. So, it, anyway. Well, but first, yeah. let, me, let me dive in. Uh, I sure. completely hear you on being able to hang pictures straight because of cinder block walls. Because yeah. I had the same <laughs> issue. Because when I was in public school, that all my walls were cinder block. And so it was really, really easy to hang stuff or at least make it level. Because I could kind of measure and I could eyeball and see the line going across. So everything was where it needed to be. It was so good. And then I also get what you say about going to someplace else. Like, you guys don't know how good you guys have it right now. Like, I went to a place where the parents were bringing wine and leaving it in the lounge for teachers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? What, really? I would have got fired for having this on campus. And it was just crazy. And so I hear you. Now, this is before things turned, right? Right. So this was, you know, and, and it was interesting because I, I had two interviews that summer, um, and, it, and I went to this job fair. I pulled every string I could and went to this job fair at my grad school because my professors were still there. And so everyone that's attending this grad school has no experience because they're about to graduate, and I'm the one rolling in with seven years of experience. So I'm like, ha, ha, watch this. And this charter school was there. And so they took one look at my resume and they wanted to interview me the following week. And, um, and then I had an interview at like a district school. Um, and so before my interview, the person who's in charge of BTs talked for, to me for like an hour and a half about how awesome the school was. And I could just feel the hairs in the back of my neck. Like, okay, this, this sounds too good to be true. Like, I'm, I don't know about this. But when I went to the high school interview at the district, it reminded me so much of the stress that I was feeling at the current high school I was at. So I was like, maybe I just need a break. Um, and so, but I had about a page and a half for my interview at this charter school. Like one of the things with this charter school, they don't provide transportation, nor do they provide food. So you wipe, you just wiped out so many socioeconomic levels. And so only the kids whose parents can get them there, you know, are coming. Whereas with your district schools, you have the buses that take them, you know? So that's the kind of population I was working with, if you can catch my drift. Yeah. So the um, ones who have parents who can drive them there and afford it. Exa yes, exactly. So we've got highly involved parents, um, kids that can drive themselves, you know, that, that sort of thing. And I'm like, okay, well that, makes it really, really interesting. Um, it was not diverse in any way, shape or form. Um, but it was a lottery. So you would, but typically the kids apply as a kindergartner. And so you would start as a kindergartner and then you'd go through, cause it's a K through 12 charter school. So you just progress with the same kids all the way through your senior year. And so you've been with the same group of people in one space in a tiny little bubble and it was just, it, 
you know, me being the military brat, this is just the most interesting psychosocial experiment I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, what do you mean you don't leave? What do you mean you stay here? What do you mean you don't try something new or try to meet new friends? It just, it was very, and it was hard coming in as a newbie, you know, just everyone had already had these relationships already formed and it was, yeah, it was very, very interesting coming into that school. Was there a lot of turnover in staff or was like the same staff's been there for 30 years and is going to die there? So yes and no. So when my, cause I had a friend, she, she worked special ed and she noticed, cause I didn't do this. I should have done this, but our state does like a report card and on the report card, it says the turnover. Well, the percentage was like 60 in the, in 60%. I had no idea. Oh, wow. And so wait, wait, she you said 60. Uh huh. Oh, wow. So she, okay. she put, she put that, she asked that question and, and the response from administration who was interviewing her was like, oh, well, that's more like in the middle school, not so, not so much in the high school. But like, blame it on the middle school, blame <laughs> it on the middle school. Well, well, here's the thing. In the three years I was there, we had three different math one teachers. Uh, we had two different American history teachers. Uh, we had a different interventionist every year. Um, the school counselor changed almost every three or four years. Um, uh, huh. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, like we had different science teachers every year. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, and then like, uh, my first year there, the theater teacher left midway through the year. All right, no. <laughs> Ms. Care Bear, I'm going to take a stop, give you a pause. Yeah, right absolutely. Here. But Mama Chicken, Count Bunny, here is my, I have a, a guessing game for you. Okay, are you guys <laughs> listening? Mama Chicken, Count Bunny, I want you guys to try to think of the reason. Why do you think for a school that has, I mean, a pretty, I'm going to say, a, a very moderate, a decent socioeconomic background, and it's a charter school, it has decent funding, why do you think these teachers might be leaving? Why do you think the turnover is so high? Count, do you have any guesses? I don't yeah, know. I'll give I'm you my to... top two guesses. Okay. <laughs> uh, one would be shoddy admin, and I'll just say shoddy. I won't, I won't degrade or berate them. Or two, you have um, – how do I put this nicely? No, I don't have to put it nicely. No, bluntly. Uh, Patreon, bluntly, Patreon listeners don't need it nice. <laughs> You have overbearing parents that don't know boundaries and demand too much and w refuse to accept your answer as it is. All right. Mama Chicken, do you have any guesses? I was going to say the exact same thing. And, and kind of to expand, like almost like a toxic environment, I guess those two things combined would increase the toxic toxicity level. Mm -hmm. uh, Bunny, what are your thoughts? Uh, my brain immediately went to lawnmower parents, or what is it now? Jackhammer parents, lawnmower, bulldozer parents, bulldozer, yes, bulldozer parents, and um, snowplow, yeah, parents. crappy, yeah. like unsupportive admin. Yeah, and I would have to say that I, I feel like if there's kids, if it's a small population, and I've worked in some small schools, I've never worked like I have worked at one where it was like pre-K through like senior year and small environment. But that school was very, very wealthy. And that one was pretty well run. But I know there was lots of little 
kind of pods and uh, what's the word, uh, clicks and stuff like that. And those got kind of toxic. Like these kids and parents knew the school inside and out and could do whatever they wanted to. And like parents kind of did and whatever they wanted to. And because they were wealthy or had the means, admin kind of let them do whatever they wanted because it was a, a customer's always right situation. And I don't want to speak ill, but I remember hearing parents every now and then say, you know what? I pay full tuition. I can park wherever I want. And so I I can see that maybe being in here, but Care Bear, tell us, what do you think the reason for all this? I mean, surely you know you're part of the tournament. (laughs) What's the answer? So for, For me, honestly, it was because the school counseling position could have easily been divided into two positions. Um, and there was just too much for me to do. Um, and I was being asked to do administrative things that were above my pay grade and such as the master schedule and making decisions about the master schedule. So my peers, my coworkers, the teachers felt like I was in charge of their career and their schedule, not the principal's. Oh, and they're still yeah. the same pay grade as you. So that seems that's like a cause of a yeah. hostile so work that's, environment. That's yeah. Oh yeah. I was like a puddle one day when I just like crashed and burned. Um so that was and the the biggest thing for me is your principal will set the tone, your administration will set the tone for your school. And it uh it I slowly learned what that meant. And, you know, cause at first I'm like, wow, this is great. You know, wow, I can finally like, sleep at night. I'm not grinding my teeth. This is wonderful. And then it just, it got to the point where I was crying on the way to work and had to be fitted for a mouth guard. I know that's common, but I was still pissed that I had to get it fitted for it. Just cause um, it's common doesn't mean it's a good thing. And, uh, I mean, it's and, common and, for adults to have high blood pressure. It doesn't mean it's a good thing. Right. And so it just like, there were so many nights where, or days I should say I was, getting ready for work and I would just start crying. It just, yeah. So I just did not feel supported and, and, uh, it yeah. Administration, I feel like set the tone. So well, that, um, that really sucks. It sounds, it like, suck. it sounds like you got swindled. Cause while I know, uh, bunny, feel free to come on and say these things, man. Come on. <laughs> um, I just texted care bear in the group chat. <laughs> I feel you because at, I was honestly kind of in the same boat by this point. I mean, by that end of the year last year, I was sitting in my car, like having to psych myself up to even walk into the building. Like I could feel I would drop my baby off at daycare and then like the drive from the daycare to the school, I could feel feel the anxiety bubbling up like before I even turned onto the street. Like it's just. I, I feel you. My heart goes out to you, Care Bear. So I'm glad that you have a better position this year, a different position. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, it just, it, yeah, I'm, I mean, that was the first thing I did as soon as school was over. And this is before I even got this new job was I got a physical just to make sure no other underlying factors were happening to my body because of the stress, because my dad, um, his is genetics. So it was like stress and genetics. And that's what led to his heart attack in 2010. So I just, I was terrified that I was like gearing myself up for that. Um, and I got a therapist and she has been 
so wonderful uh, and I am yeah, like I just love her to pieces and I am so grateful that I have her because um, she's I mean I've like <laughs> cried on like probably four out of the five sessions that I've had with her um, but I think that's just my body releasing and relaxing and you need catharsis yeah so um yeah it's there's so there's a um, I'm sure he shared all of the topics with you so um it is your choice of what you guys would like to hear um <laughs> it, it was just a it was a, going to be a really long email and I and I didn't want you guys to have to have a bottle of water while you were trying to read that on <laughs> on air <laughs> well, well I I mean I I wanted to jump in and say that not this past May, but a, a, what, a year and a half ago, May, mm -hmm. was when Care Bear and I hung out for the first time in, in person, in real life. And um, yeah. she was telling me some of the things that were going on. And I remember thinking, like, is this for real? Like, this is sketchy. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is okay. And I got to say, my administrator at the time was incredibly toxic. But I was like, whew. And I was like, whew. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I'm seeing the list now? of things you've sent. I don't think we could go through all of them. I know. But I hate it, but they're good ones. <laughs> I do have one quick question for you. It sure. sounds like I mean, counseling position is part of the admin team, but it sounds like whoever assistant principals, principals were not doing what they needed to do. They were just passing it on to someone else. Had your the, the principals or directors or whoever were the head, had they been there for a long time or did they just get used to passing the buck? I mean, did they actually do a job or were they just there to schmooze parents? So the superintendent and that title has been changed to executive director now. Um, they were there for nine years. They just uh, left and, and they are now, they, they said that they were retiring but actually they took a new position at a Charlotte charter school. Uh, the only reason why I know that is because I'm connected to them on LinkedIn. So <laughs> it was really interesting to see that. Wow. Um, yeah. And then my administrator, they were there, um, I think for maybe five or six years, went to work for D uh, DPI and then came back. And I believe my administrator had been there for is now this is his second round, so I think he's been there for 13, 14 years. Oh wow! So he's been there for a while. Um, but see, my experience with master schedule is the administrators, counselors collect all of the requests through our uh, student monitoring system platform. They they take those requests, and that determines how many classes, how many sections of classes, what classes we're going to offer, and then the the administrators determine what the master schedule is going to look like and then okay it's done you're ready you can go ahead and schedule kids whereas at this school they put all of that decision making on me and if there were any changes that needed to be made yeah yes of course i needed to email them and let them know but you know because i'm seeing well i know that my seniors need a lot of early release i know you know that my ap classes you know, I need to be mindful of those. And hey, if we make these, and it's a small school, it's one building. So there's a lot of scheduling conflicts. Um, I mean, it was just, I was sick to my stomach with how it, anyway, it was just a really, it's a nightmare. 
Well, I feel like all of us can identify with some of this to some extent. I know when I was made the decision to leave public school, I was in a ball of knots. I was anxious. I was depressed and angry. It's amazing how you can be depressed and angry and ecstatic and all of that all in the same thing. I remember my big visual was I had one of those little, I don't know if it's Office Max, whatever, easy buttons on my desk where he hit it and says, that was easy. Like some kid gave it to me. He's like, oh, I can find something to use. But I remember thinking I wish this was a fuck it button where I could just smash the fuck it button because I was so tired of all the bullshit and all the things going through. And Count, I knew there was a a position you were in at some point where you decided to leave a school. Did you have similar feelings when you were ready to vacate? Oh, man. So I I love um, my last campus. I was there for 10 years. Um, my closest friends to date, like where I am at in, in this state, uh, were from that campus. And it killed me to leave, but it would have like actually killed me to stay. Um, I'm not going to say I had a toxic admin. We just did not agree on leadership. Um, her her leadership style was not one that I guess was conducive to what I felt was going to benefit the school. And I know that sounds very like arrogant, but I found it very difficult to work with her and leaving was difficult. Um, it was hard to leave the students. It was hard to leave the staff. It was hard, hard to leave part of the admin, but I had to do it for me. Um, and I don't, and I still today do not regret it. And I'm not even gonna lie. Some of my favorite other people are on the way out, have gotten out, and you know, there's the the grass was greener, and I'll say that. And um, you know, I won't talk bad about the schools and staff, but I just I couldn't do it. My I, I ran out of grace for what was happening there, and I no longer could was staying now and I no longer could um, continue to function at a high level and do my job successfully. Yeah. No, I mean, when I, and when I decided to leave, like all, you know, out of the woodwork came all these people like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're leaving. And, and, you know, the kids really sad, and, you know, some of the, but at least the teachers that knew me well on the campus, they're like, we're not surprised. We totally understand. Like, this was a really stressful year for you. And, you know, we we want what's best for you. And, you know, all the kids, when I told them this is what's best for me and my family, they were very understanding. So, but I don't, I don't regret leaving. And I actually got, with the new job, a little bit of extra break. So I could finally go on this because my husband does this annual trip with his college buddies and their spouses, and I never get to go because of my school schedule. And I finally got to go this year because of my new job. (laughs) So let's get into some of your stories. I'm going (laughs) to pull up the the little – I'm looking at the wrong text chain. I'm going to pull up my little list from the email. So I'm going to start in the beginning. The first thing you have headlined in here is one time you were given alcohol alcohol in exchange for your silence. Tell us about this. Because, I mean, I'm all for a good bribe, but this sounds like it was something you probably shouldn't have been bribed for. This was yeah. not one time from what I understand. Yeah, it oh, wasn't. Snap. But, yeah. Yeah. So when I first – I'll combine the my principal not responding to my emails and this one because this kind of leads into it. 
Um, so when I first started there, my office was right next door to my principal. And as you know, with, you know, uh, buildings that are built cheaply, the walls were very thin. So I had, you know, like a white noisemaker in there. Um, and then we had an administrative assistant that would grill the kids. Okay. Well, why do you want to see her? You know? So then of course the kids are basically breaking confidentiality to try and come see me. And it really, and then the waiting area was behind glass, uh, glass walls. So everyone could see if you were waiting for me. So it wasn't the best way for me to be accessible for the students. And then the other frustrating thing is if I sent an email to my principal when I needed an answer in writing, he would just pop over to my office and give me an answer and then no action would happen. So nothing was in writing. Um, so that, and so I finally, you know, found a solution and there was an, uh, an empty place for me to move into. And so I was now on the opposite side of the, building, which was great. So, and after about a, a year of figuring out that I'm not getting responses, I would blind copy the superintendent. Just, Hey, just making sure you're aware that I'm asking this, you know, and he, he, one of the girls that uh, works in the administrative building, she's like the power school guru. He would turn, the superintendent would turn to her and like, does the principal not respond to not respond to our counselor? Like, what is going on here? Why why are we not getting anything in writing? Um, and so, in the pandemic, we were I was seeing uh, the writing on the wall. Like, this school is used to very involved parents, so the failure list is you know fifteen or less every quarter. You know, and and if it's out of how many, what's the population out of three hundred and sixty-eight? Okay, wow. Okay, like, it's. Not terrible. I mean, you're looking at, you know, like, so when, if they hit in the fifties for that first nine weeks, they still had a shot of, of passing. Um, so like it was, it was very rare for a student to fail the semester. You know, they could, they would fail in the fifties in the first nine weeks, but it was very rare for them not to get the credit. Well, I'm saying so many failures and we don't have credit recovery. I mean, we have it, but it's online. And so if they're not going to do it in online learning when the teachers are practically bending over, they are constantly bending over backwards to help these kids and the kids aren't doing anything, then they're not going to do the online credit recovery to get the credit. And, and so I'm emailing uh, both, both administration, superintendent and principal, like, Hey, this, this is a problem. I don't know how you guys want to handle this because we're going to, this is going to affect our graduation rate. You know, we need to figure something out. We either need to figure out like some sort of summer school or we need to figure out some sort of credit recovery class or something. You know, I hate to verbally vomit all over you, but something, something's got to give here or else, you know, this is going to tank our stats kind of thing. Crickets. Crickets. Like they were just burying their head in the sand? Were they, like they just they, they didn't, about they it? Just, they didn't respond. And so my superintendent, it was like after I had sent that email and, you know, I work, I hate that I win this all the time, but I'm like the last car in the parking lot. And uh, so he knew I was working late and, and he sends me a text. He's like, hey, if you're still on campus, come on over. I want to, you know, we, let's talk about your email. And I'm like, okay. So I go over uh, to my superintendent's office and he's, He's like, so 
nothing. I go, no. I said, I'm not getting any response from, from my administrator. And I was like, so I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do here. I don't have a lot of power here. I, I don't know what to do because, you know, and then the other thing that our teachers would do and they're, they're wonderful. I love, you know, small classes, but instead of calling, and I know calling can be a bear, but I've broken down so many walls by just calling instead of emailing. And so many times I'll, it's just an email like, Hey, you're missing this or Hey, you know, and you can't tell tones in an email. And so that's yeah. how the teachers would, would cover themselves is they would send the email. But of course our kids who are not doing well are the kids with parents who aren't quite as involved. And it, it's just, it's just not anyway. So after, you know, I kind of spill my guts to my superintendent He's like, all right, well, I'll go talk. I'll go talk to the principal. We'll figure something out. And we'll get back to you. And I was like, okay. He goes, well, in the meantime, uh, go ahead and open up that bag. And uh, you can take that home with you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, what's, what's in the bag? And he's like, okay, just open it. And it is a Crown Royal peach whiskey, <laughs> like a big one with 35 proof. Oh, wow. And I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a beer and a wine girl. Like, you know, um, um, liquor is very dangerous for me. And, Especially uh, peach okay, well, I don't drink liquor that often. Um, what exactly do you mix this with? And he goes, ice. I said, okay, <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> and, um, and like, you know, like other, other, what they'll do, like, so for registration, um, it is, it is just me. So it is 20 minute meetings with my current ninth through 11th graders. And, and that takes me, and then plus my rising ninth graders, my current eighth graders, um, it takes me about two months of doing that. And so everything else gets put to the back burner, like everything else. And I save like maybe one day each week to try to play catch up, but a lot of my counselor, big counselor responsibilities, like checking on kids who are failing and checking on kids who get detention and, you know, making sure all of that stuff is going okay. I'll go to the back burner because it is nothing but back-to-back meetings for from January till, you know, uh, March where we're, I'm, you know, up to our spring break. And so every year after I would finish registration, I'd get two or three bottles of wine. And then my and then he would buy my husband like a six pack of beer, and did, I'm like, okay. <laughs> did the principal ever address this? Like, sorry, I haven't been responding to your emails, or did the super take it back, or they just keep giving you booze? They just kept giving me booze. What? Yeah, they just kept giving me booze. So they never did. Like the principal just never talked to you. Did you never see them? Face? I guess it was virtual. Well, but so 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 when everything was happening with master schedule and I am like sick to my stomach and like not sleeping. Like I'm waking up at 2 AM, 3 AM, 4 AM. I mean, we have, we had adopted a puppy in March, March or February. So Pandemic puppy. You know, I was, I, uh, no, 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 this was this year. We, we adopted a puppy this year. Um, so in February of this year, so I'm on like pre-dawn potty patrol, you know, and, uh, but, with this whole master schedule and just not feeling good about it because 
our state, what they did is they changed all, they changed the social studies curriculum. And so the legislators felt like, oh, we need to teach the kids about personal finance. We're going to make that a required class. And we're going to F with the social studies curriculum. And uh, instead of, you know, two classes to split up all of the history of American history, we're going to make that one tiny course and make it a challenge for our history teachers to get through. And then we'll have to do a different uh, personal finance and economics class and then a different civics class. Um, and so for next, for this school year, my school is phasing out the old civics and economics class, as well as introducing two different civics classes, plus different levels. So you've got the general level and then the honors level. And so I have at least 24 classes that are only offered once in the eight blocks that I have, you know, cause we're on a block schedule where you do four four yeah. blocks per semester and four blocks second semester. So there's like 24 separate classes that are only offered one time for the whole year for the entire student body. And so it makes it difficult for some elective teachers and, and even some core classes are only offered once. And so it, it's, it was a, it was just a nightmare. And I just like felt so uneasy about this is just not going to work. Like I don't, I don't know how to do, and I would constantly send red flags to the administration. Hey, I'm saying this. Hey, I'm saying this. I don't know how to fix it. I really want some input. Help me out here. And it was crickets. And so it was me. And so then we have this third party that helps us with our, so we have power school, but we have this third party that helps us. And so I would ask our third party with power school, Hey, can you run another build? I ran eight different builds of this master schedule. And so I'm I'm losing sleep over my, I don't get a spring break. Spring break is master schedule. So I don't get a spring break. I'm not sleeping. And this is on top of all your normal duties as a counselor, right? Right, right. Yeah. So like everything goes by the wayside. Everything sounds like admin just kind of dozed off on you there. Doesn't sound like they uh, dozed off. Well, sounds like it did on purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. They just that. Yeah. Like it's in the like it's in the job description because when they posted my job, a woman was interested in it, and I was like, "Yeah, master schedule is going to be a really big part of it." Um, but you know, and you know, a lot of people asked, you know, do you mean they didn't try to ask you to stay, or what could they do to make you stay? I said, "No, they didn't ask me at all." I said, but this does not need to be on my plate. Like, I'm happy to schedule, but I don't want to be the one making this decision. That and, sounds kind of heavy. If you don't mind me interrupting. Uh, how, no, you're fine. Um, I know at my children's school, counselors do a lot of personal scheduling for the students, but they're not doing master schedule. Like, okay, well, you can take an English and a history and an elective. Count and where you are when you're scout are you in charge of any kind of master schedule or is you just plugging the kids in no i don't do anything with master schedule um on previous campuses i've kind of um i I think i've I've had an opportunity to weigh in because i'm really good with numbers and predictions and classes and whatnot but uh that is a strictly admin particular in particular one administrator who's in charge essentially of the entire schedule um, and our brains kind of work alike. So occasionally, um, 
she'll she'll throw something at me and say, hey, am I looking at this right? I need an extra set of eyes because if you stare at it too long, your eyes will cross and it'll all just turn into goo mm-hmm. and mush. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not a responsibility I want um, mm-hmm. ever. And I, I just, I try to offer some support and um, as needed. But yeah, that's, that's not a me job. And I'm thanking my lucky stars. I'm yeah, counting my chocolate blessings. It it's is, not yeah, me. I'm telling you, man, it's, it, cause so the first two years I was there, we were, you know, in a pandemic while we were planning this. So the kids weren't even here. So there was no, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't quite as stressful of having all of my counselor duties and doing master schedule at the same time, you know, cause I'm not constantly having this um, revolving door of kids coming in, you know, I could focus primarily on the master schedule. Um, and then the 2020-21 school year, we were three fourths, but we had like three quarters where we were completely virtual. And in the last fourth quarters when we came back in a hybrid, so it wasn't terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it really took its toll this year and it got to the point. So I got a nasty gram from one of the elective teachers who accused me of sabotaging their program. It's not all about you. And that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. So I didn't even respond. I'm like, I'm not going to dignify this with the response. Delete. Like, just like, and they had copied my principle and I'm like, whatever. It is what it is. You can be mad and it is what it is. Well, then my principal is like, well, this is not how we do it. We really need to have a face-to-face meeting. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And so, I mean, I look wait, wait, like. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. The same yeah. principal who has refused to answer any of your emails was like, no, we need to have a face-to-face about this. Yep. That's the one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. And that's odd to me because usually, and I understand it to some extent with scheduling, electives are kind of like low man on the totem pole when it comes to scheduling. Like you got to make sure the core classes are in there and you got to make sure right. these are in there. And we scatter the electives so that they can do all of them. So the right. fact that the principal was ignoring everything you said, but when an elective teacher starts complaining, now I, I don't want to like, I don't know, was this elective teacher perhaps sleeping with a principal or like an old, like, no, ha- happily married, happily married. Uh, the elective teacher's happily married, but they had established a really strong arts program, not visual arts, but they're a different kind of arts program there yeah. um, that, that our school is known for. Um, but because the, and, and they came from the middle school. So they transferred to us, uh, for the 2021, 2022 school year, they had established the program in the high school. Um, and then the girl that she like took it back from had kind of killed it with COVID or I guess COVID kind of killed it because it's COVID's you know, not good it, for performing arts. Exactly. So, um, and so, but it, once the original person who had established the program had come back onto our high school campus, there was a lot more interest uh, back in this program. Mm. Um, and so um, when I went to this meeting, I looked like, you know, I'm not trying to like make light of this or whatever, but I looked like death on a stick. Like I, you know, you could see the badge under my eyes. I looked pale. Like I, did not look good. Um, 
my hair was constantly frizzy and frazzled because I would wake up at like 3.45 in the morning to get a run from 4 to 4.30, uh, walk my dog uh, from like 4.30 to 5.30, and then have whatever breakfast I could, like put her back in the crate, have a really quick breakfast, um, and then try and feed her because now that she's calmed down, and then go for another walk with her. So I'm like sweating again. (laughs) I mean, I just look like a hot mess. And so when I go to this meeting, like I was so tempted just to wear a mask because they couldn't see my face. I'm like, whatever it is, what it is, I'll just try to put on a smile. And oh. they, it, yeah, it, they just, um, you know, they said all of these horrible things and they said that I don't think this is the best way to schedule this. And, um, you know, this is not helping my program. And, and I said, you know, look, I have been sick to my stomach. I have not been sleeping. I haven't gotten a spring break. I understand that you're frustrated with the schedule, but this particular teacher only had one year-long class. Every other class she was teaching was only offered one time in the entire eight blocks that were available. So the likelihood of the kids that she wanted to have in those classes was slim to none because their core classes took precedent. So, um, I was like, I'm not doing it intentionally. I just, it's really hard to do this in a one building, you know? And so we, and you know, she, whatever the principal said, I couldn't remember how he even like smoothed it over, but you know, it'll be different next year and we don't have to have this many stuff. And so we're at the end and he, the other teachers left and he's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm really worried about you. I'm like, you should be. You should be worried about me. Good for you for speaking and, up. And, and did he and did he ask you any time before that if you were okay or if he could help you? Because no, that's bullshit. No. no. And I said, I've, I've sent you emails about the red flags. Well, why didn't you come down to see me? Sir, I sent you emails about the red flags. Yeah, the superintendent spoke to you about this. You didn't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, like I... I don't know what else to tell you, but I am sick to my stomach over, over this. And I, I said, it is what it is. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're almost done with the school year and I'm making the best of it and trying to make it work as best I can. But, you know, this, I've, I've sent you emails and I, I, I don't know what else how else to get your attention. Well, Care Bear, I just have to say, besides the fact that you're crazy to get up at 4.30 and run, <laughs> Uh, besides that, I've got to say that, like, hallelujah, this is no yes. longer your circus. Yes. Yay. That's amazing. So, like, a thousand percent. I, hallelujah. I'm, I'm glad you survived, but I do want to jump just to the end of this. When it was time for you, we're like, screw this. I mean, what point did you realize, I'm out? I'm not coming back here. I'm going to find a job somewhere um, else. So I had told the superintendent uh, in June that I was applying. So, cause I, I knew he was retiring Yeah. and I was like, all right, well I can hang on to him and he can be my, you know, my supervisor or my referral or my reference or whatever. Um, but he was retiring in June. 
And so at the last week of June, I, you know, said this song and dance to my principal and I was like, Hey, I, I was made aware of an opportunity um, that I wanted to apply for. And I said, I've you know, had long discussions with my husband and um, he's encouraged me to apply. I said, as of right now, I have no interview. As of right now, my job is at Academy. I said, but out of respect for you, I wanted you to be aware that you would be getting a reference survey email um, so that, you know, just want to let you know that's coming to your inbox. Because we had had previous people who had uh, left me with uh, middle fingers in the air. Um, basically, surprised you're not they one of them. Sent, Why wasn't there a yeah, finger in the air? Because I wanted didn't want to burn a bridge, and this is still a boss, and this is still somebody that oh, I, I can use as a reference. And I gotta like, stop you. You sound yeah, geez, I, I can't imagine why people are so mad. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a lovely person. Why not burn this bridge? Because do you really want to go back over it? Oh, I mean, no, I don't, like, don't want to go back to it. But this I, sounds like working you know. at Target or working at fast food would be better for your mental health than being at the oh, school, even if it's like oh, cut and pay. Oh, believe me, I was. I mean, like I did everything on LinkedIn. Like I said, the premium. I like pulled every string that I could. My my friends were phenomenal like two of them are really obsessed with makeup i am not one of those people um so they like did me up and basically had like a photo shoot for my <laughs> my new headshot um and put that on linkedin and um but yeah i i had seen the way that people had left the school and i just didn't want to follow in those footsteps and um you know i just didn't want to do that and, you know, played nice in the sandbox and, um, you know, ended things right. And oh, good but, for you, you for know, being the better person yeah. there. There's <laughs> points for that. And I bunny, you, you got to jump in here, girl. <laughs> you can't be silent, honey. I know. I just, I was texting again. I feel you because I too have a, and I can't speak for you, but in my case, it is a, a near pathological avoidance of conflict. Like, I don't want to make anybody mad at me. I don't want to rock yeah. the boat. I don't want to upset anyone. So, like, even in the super toxic situations, I'm like, I don't want to, I, I just, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just not going to say anything to them. Like, no, I, girl, girl. Yeah. Well, it's a small town. Like where this where the school is located is a really small town. And it's like being on a military base. Everybody knows what you're gonna do before you do it. And it you know, word spreads really fast. And I just wanted to end on a good note and you know, but what pissed me off the most was, you know, there were so many teachers or kids or parents and you know how much they appreciated me and I'm thinking like what the fuck were you when I was dying like and I was just a puddle yeah. um like there was just one point where I was a complete puddle like boohoo crying in my office I feel like I have nowhere else to turn to and so the the girl who had my job is still in the building she's just a, at a completely different position now she works with um kids on like virtual learning and uh 
she like monitors the kids on college and career promise. And then she teaches like two, two, uh, ninth grade, um, English classes. And so she knows exactly what I'm going through, has felt those tears, has done those tears and knows that frustration. And so she comes in and sees me a complete mess. And she's like, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to call? And I was like, go ahead and call the superintendent. Go ahead. And, and uh, she's like, okay. And so she calls the superintendent and she tells me later, and the super, well, why aren't you calling the principal? And then he answers his own question, or is it because, you know, the principal won't do anything? And so what the superintendent does is he calls one of the socialist teachers who's really good with like spatial and like seeing how things work in the big picture. And that's who comes to my door when I'm boohoo crying. Well, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And, and you know, the, 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 and this was, this has like a little bit of a silver lining. So the Spanish teacher who I've grown really close to was also in there and they, you know, they were just trying to console me and, moral support. And so I have this student that I've grown very, very close to, and he hates working at home because he just gets nagged by his parents. And so he'd rather work in my office after school so that he's not getting nagged and he can work in peace and I don't blame him. And so it's not that I forget that he's there, but I know he's there, (laughs) but I'm still just like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to keep crying and look like a complete blubbering mess. And, and he, comes over in the middle of me like trying because I'm just like I feel so ineffective and I'm not good at my job and this sucks and I don't know you know it's just like all of this you know like all these horrible things that I'm saying about myself and he just and he's just a kid of not very many words and he's not going to give you a an, a question he's not going to talk to you unless you ask him a question and he's just you know but it's it's he's like an onion it's taken a lot of stuff to peel back all those layers and he comes over and arms are just open wide he's like just give me a hug like i just started crying more and he goes you know i would not be a junior if it wasn't for you right and I'm like, right you know i would not be promoted if it was not for you and He's like, you're good at what you do. And like Aww. sat back down and went to go work on his stuff. And I like cried again. Oh. And uh his mom was I was so afraid to tell his mom that I was leaving. And you know, she got me this beautiful bouquet of flowers and um my like my husband doesn't even buy me flowers. <laughs> and so I'd kind of like, look honey, I got flowers. He goes, That's such a useless gift. And I'm like, thanks, honey. So <laughs> but you know, it's and so you know, I, it's, it just, it was, that was like the lowest point this year where I was just like, okay, this is it. Like I've got to find something else. And I, I, this, this district that I'm in now, I'm telling you, it is Fort Knox to get in. And I was really surprised. I mean, it must, has got to be obviously part of the pandemic of people leaving the, the profession and why there are so many openings. Um, but doesn't matter. I have a job and I don't care. Congratulations, <laughs> Care Bear. Yes. <laughs> or maybe Care Bear that you were a great candidate. Come on. Yeah, give go yeah. Yeah. You were a great candidate. And yay for employment. Yes, that's not for that you. old district. Now, I do have just a little bit of nosiness yeah. that I just got to ask because yeah. I so can't. It's, it just, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I, I have just a little bit of nosiness. When you did finally put in your notice, when you landed this job, did you hear anything from the principal? Was there any words or was it just crickets like, okay, bye. Yeah, and, well, desk. So, well, so when I, when I accepted the job, so, you know, with any big district, it takes a while. Like, yes, you've been offered the position, but you're not official until they do your background check and, and all of that stuff. Um, and so, you know, I knew my background check was going to come back clean. Like I had no said that I had uh, been offered a position and um, I said I would work for them because we were there. You modified your own school. So they start in the middle of July. Um, and so the teachers were back in the middle of the July and then school started the July 27th. And so I told him I would work for the rest of July. He wanted me to work for the first 10 days of the year. Or, yeah, the school year. And I said, no, I'm only going to work through the end of July. Good for you. Yeah. And because that that was, um, you know, my, the first week of August was this was that annual uh, trip with my husband's college buddies. So I was like, I'm not I'm not sticking around. So um, it was like, you're going to be really you know difficult to replace. And, um, you know, but I appreciate you telling me and you've been, you know, straight up up front and I gave him, you know, like a more than a two week notice kind of thing. And, you know, Care Bear, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your story. And as, as you know, (laughs) as you know, I think you're not the only one to go through this type of situation. There are Probably hundreds of thousands, well, let's say tens of thousands of teachers probably going through the exact same thing you have gone through. And like Bunny was saying, she understands, mama understands, count understands, I understand. I haven't been in that exact position, but I, I feel it and I know it and it's very real. And I hate that you had to go through that, but I'm glad you did. And I'm glad you've landed in a good spot. And I'm glad you trust us with sharing this. It was a very enthralling story. In fact, it was really, really interesting to hear. And so thank you so much for sticking with us and supporting us and being with us and trusting us to share with you. It means a lot. Um, Mama, do you want to say anything? Yes. You know I love you, Care Bear, and I'm so happy that you are out of that situation because I did not like see you stressed out like that. So I am happy that you're in a better situation and I'm in a better situation and yay, go us, team us. Good for you guys. And I'm glad you two got to bond. Those were two patrons who, who merged. In fact, we did a, a special interview. This isn't Care Bear's first time interviewing on the Patreon because I had the one where it's you two live in a bar and I'm chatting with you guys while you're like on a patio Right next to talking. the train tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah every time the train would go, like, that wasn't us cussing, I so promise. Funny. It wasn't bleeped out. So that was such a fun episode. That was good. Um, Count, is there anything you want to say? Care Bear, can you mute your mic? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay, Care Bear. I'm... Gosh, this is like, I was, it's like being on the edge of your seat listening to like this whole saga play out. But now that it's over, I'm so glad you found some, uh, a better situation that um, doesn't come with all of those challenges and scenarios that are like kind of unheard of, but all happening at the same time, at the same place. 
So I'm excited for this, what this school year holds for you. Um, I'm excited for the impact you're going to have on that campus, in that building with those students. So, so, so pumped for you and so glad that that is over and that you can still experience the freedom that comes from sharing with it. Um, and that you're able to even kind of like <laughs> put it out there. Um, I think it's the perfect platform for it. Um, and the podcast is better as a result. So thank you for being open and transparent about that. And I am 100% a fan. And Bunny, is there anything you'd like to say? Um, just Ben, we love you, Care Bear. I, my heart goes out to you, and I am so genuinely happy that you have landed in a happier, more positive situation for this year. Um, I know it was hard to leave your kids from your previous school, but it, the kids at your new school and the staff at your new school, they don't even know how lucky they are yet. So I am excited for your year to come, and I am so happy for the ones that are going to be so blessed to have you and they don't even know it yet. Yeah. Kara, this was really enthralling. I, I right now I'm just thinking of like, man, this, this would make a really great normal episode. I think everyone would love to hear this, but I have to go back and bleep out things and edit it. And Right now, that sounds overwhelming, but Care Bear, we all love you. you. This is amazing. I've always enjoyed you as a friend and chatting with you through the podcast, and you were one of the people who always did step bet with us when we were doing it, and Mama Chicken took over because I couldn't do it anymore. But kudos to you. I'm really proud of you, and I'm really happy for you. So here's to lift a glass to new things and new beginnings and all the good stuff that goes with it. Cheers. But just thank you guys so much for your support, and and I have so much respect uh, for you all and the and the hosts. Um, truly, you guys are my therapy on Wednesdays, and I look forward to every episode. And so, um, lots of I mean, sorry, I'm just really grateful for you all. So thank you. Love you. Oh, big hugs. Okay. Love you, Care Bear. Yeah. Okay, friends. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank everyone for listening. Patrons, thank you for supporting. Care Bear, thank you for being our mama chicken. Thank you so much for dialing in on your on your Thursday night to hang out with us. Hey, thanks for having me. And Count, I appreciate you so much for being here. Hey, not a problem. Uh, I'm As always, I'm, I'm always just um, glad and blessed to be a part of this. This is yeah. a community that I needed so much. And Bunny, of course, you've been here since the beginning. I love you so much, and I'm glad you were here. Love you, too. Thank you for having me back. It was a pleasure, as always. All right, everybody. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! Woo-hoo! Cheers! Cheers! Woo-hoo! Cheers! 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 Cheers!